showing you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling for couples therapy. In today's episode, we are talking about three ways to improve your communication fast. After spending time in disconnection or worse, in another conflict cycle that drives you farther apart, most couples want love to be easy, like taking a deep breath of air or drinking a glass of water. And yet, the communication that seemed to flow so effortlessly at the beginning of the relationship feels stale, difficult, and at times even hurtful. Most couples have heard that relationships take work and still they feel like love shouldn't be so hard. They're tired of their communication struggles. In this episode, we're going to discuss three ways to improve your communication fast. The three things we're going to cover are making time for friendship, tuning into your partner's channel, and making a commitment to peace. The first thing we're going to talk about today is making time for friendship. This is one of the most overlooked ingredients to a great relationship. Now, why? It's because when you really like someone, you are nicer to them. For example, I have a friend right now that I'm upset with, and it's because she is one of my best friends. I'm very thoughtfully reviewing the pros and cons of using different approaches in my head to handle things with her. Because we have cultivated this great friendship, we know each other very well. I am deeply concerned about not hurting her as I express some of my pain. When we really like someone, we are more careful to protect them. And that's why working on our friendship with our partner is so important is because when we're great friends, we want to protect them. We don't want to hurt them. The second thing to think about to improve your communication fast is tuning into your partner's channel. And I want you to imagine that you and your partner have walkie talkies that you have to program to get on the same channel. When you're close to the channel, sometimes you can hear the message, but it's all crackly and maybe you have some random music playing in the background and you might miss a few words they say. It's likely you got the gist of the message and also you probably missed something. By properly calibrating the walkie-talkie to the right channel, you can hear the person's every word. You're free from the odd background music and you can really get the message. This is because you're tuned in to the right channel. In general, conversations outside of conflict require you to do that. Tune in to your partner's channel so you can hear them properly. I mean, even if you're in conflict, you still need to tune into that channel or you're going to get the message wrong. If you're trying to interpret what your partner is saying or deduce what they're saying without actually hearing what they're saying from their perspective, here's the hint, their perspective, not your perspective, you are likely going to miss something. So be sure to really focus on what they 
are saying, not what you think about what they are saying. If you want to clarify what they mean, ask if it is what they mean before making an assumption. A common misstep many couples make is not really listening to what their partner is saying. Instead, they make meaning and they judge what they are thinking about what their partner is saying without truly listening to their words. Recently, I have been obsessed with Glennon Doyle's books, and that wasn't how it started when I became familiar with her. I had seen her book Untamed all over my Instagram feed, and for some reason that made me decide I wasn't into it. Until at my next monthly book club meeting, someone suggested it. My first reaction to listening to her book, because I listen to books, not read them most of the time, was I cringed. I was cringing, however, not because of her work, because but rather because of the raw parts of my soul that it hit. And she was giving voice to the things that at times I had a hard time giving voice to. Then after listening to her book, Untamed, I listened to Love Warrior and then Carry On Warrior. And then I listened to them all again. In fact, I think I've listened to them all probably three plus times. And because I've listened to them all so recently and more than once, all the stories are mixed and mashed and I can't even properly source my next idea. So surely I'm going to get a detail or two wrong here. However, it certainly came from one of Glennon Doyle's books. If you don't know who Glennon is, she shares the stories of her life. She shares a great deal about the intimate details of the betrayals with her husband, ex-husband, Craig. Glennon and Craig struggled to connect for years. She was the kind of person that felt seen and connected through words. Whereas Craig seemed to be someone who connected through touch. Craig's lack of ability to understand how important words were to Glennon deeply impacted her and she didn't feel known. In one of her books, she shared a story about not feeling known. She talked about how when she told her stories to Craig, it deeply hurt her that she, he didn't remember her stories. She told about an incident that she had told a story of how kittens, I think, were born in her closet and how she nursed one of them to live and how important this story of the closet and the cat was to her. She told the story to Craig and she talked about how impactful it was that he didn't even remember the story. This is an example that Craig was not tuned into Glennon's channel when she shared. And when he didn't tune in, it left her feeling alone, not known, and not seen. If you continue to listen to Glennon's books, you will hear or read, you could read like, like people do with books. However, if you continue to listen to her books, she does go on that eventually Craig does learn how to tune into her channel and does really learn to listen to her words. I have some strategies for how to help people with that. For them, however, it was a little too late. Well, let's move on to our third strategy to improve communication fast. This is a commitment to peace. All right. So to be clear, this does not mean sweep everything under the rug. Rather, it means, yes, at times, you do need to pick your battles. Maybe your partner uses a different frying pan when they're cooking than you would like, or leaves their dishes on the counter, leaves their shoes on in the house. Perhaps your partner is too tidy and rigid. Maybe your partner doesn't work out as much as you like, or they work out and you don't work out. These are just examples of battles you could pick. And if we pick every battle, Eventually, our home will become a place of chaos and war. If you choose to wave your white flag, 
move towards peace and ignore some of the different preferences between you, your home can become one place of consistency and peace. And of course, there will be things that you just can't ignore because they matter so much to you. You will have to manage these differences and all people are different. And I'm almost certain I've said this in previous episodes, but 69% of relationship problems cannot be solved. These are called perpetual problems and they emerge because you are a different person than your partner. This means that only 31% of relationship problems will actually be solved. So as you've heard me say before, choosing a partner is choosing a set of problems. So now you have those 69% of problems that will never be solved. Some of those are easy to overlook, and some of those problems can make you irate and furious in an instant. Some of those problems can make your chest like it's caving, feel like it's caving in with abandonment. Or some of those problems can make your heart race and sending you wanting to escape. Some of these problems will matter to you deeply. And these are the problems that are called perpetual gridlock problems. Gridlock because it's not just a perpetual problem, it's the kind of problem you are prone to fight about. And you're ready to fight about it because it means so much to you. And this is where the hard, hard, hard work comes in. This is where we make the choice to commit to peace. So that to successfully navigate these perpetual gridlock problems, the first goal becomes talking about the problem rather than battling about the problem. I like to remember the saying, say what you mean, mean what you say, but don't be mean. That means tone matters, delivery matters, attitude matters, and your choice of word matters. Don't confuse being honest with being mean. You can be honest and kind. You will notice that friendship came before commitment to peace in this episode, and that is for good reason. Because if you are friends, it is easier to be kind. Whereas if you feel a heap of resentment, hate, disgust, or perpetual contempt for your partner, ugh, being kind is not easy. So now we've covered three ways to improve your communication fast. Before we move on, I just want to share a story with you. Recently, I'd been working with a couple that I'd been seeing for, oh, almost a year. They have plenty of gridlock perpetual problems, and they were in war. They were in battle. They could fight about everything. They could fight about what color a pencil was or what time they went to bed. They could fight about everything. And over the last year, they have done a wonderful job committing to more peace and learning to wave some of their white flag. However, there's still a lot of problems. I said to one of them recently, okay, you're right. Your partner still does all of these things that make you feel irate. And yet you are not ready to leave. So instead of thinking about what you don't want, what are the problems you are willing to accept? And this was a changing moment as we worked through making a list. We talked about all of the complaints that I had heard over the last year and thought about which of those were absolutely must work ons and which of those were like, wow, this is just something with my partner that is a fault I don't particularly like, but I choose this problem because I choose this partner. And as we went through the list of the 10 perpetual problems that had become gridlock problems that we had talked about for the last year in therapy, we realized that only three of them were the ones that he felt he could not solve. 
could not just let go of himself. And so we worked to strategize how he could commit to peace to talk about these problems rather than continuing to battle about these problems. All right, so it is hard. It is hard to do that. It is hard to improve your communication. And if you're listening and thinking, okay, (laughs) nice ideas. I still need some more help to put these into action. I hear you. Many couples have a hard time putting these ideas into action. I just told you about a couple that I've worked with for a year. Both smart, intelligent, wonderful people. And here's the thing. Many couples have different communication styles. And that gets in the way of them feeling truly seen and truly heard by each other. I want you to feel connected and break free from the negative communication cycles, creating distance and resentment between you. Instead, I want you to discover communication strategies so you feel certain you can respectfully address issues, find peace, and increase the love between you. So I created something because of exactly what you've been asking for. So many of you ask, okay, Amber, I can only work with you if you're in Ontario. Do you have anything else? And I'm like, nope. Well, finally, I do. I do have something for you now. If you don't live in the province of Ontario, and even if you live in the province of Ontario, I now have a way to work with me. So here you go. It is called Communication Solutions. It's a monthly membership program designed to give couples the tools they need to create respectful, empathetic, and harmonious relationships that you know what? You deserve. Here's what you're going to get. Three video lessons a month, worksheets to download to use again and again, evergreen communication fundamentals videos to watch anytime, and a monthly question and answer for me to answer your relationship questions. So I'll answer those in a video. This is great because you can just do it in the privacy of your home. You don't have to see a therapist. You don't have to live in Ontario. And what it's going to help you with is building a healthy, happy relationship built on mutual trust, love, loyalty, respect. And what we're really working on is communication as the tool to get you all of those things. I wanna help you discover a strategy to help you both feel heard and understood so you can increase the loving feelings between you and start fighting less. I want you to be able to conveniently watch this at a time that works best for your schedule. That's why it's on demand. And really, so you have more clarity around your future together and just having peace in your relationship. Right now, we have early bird pricing and it's on until April 21st, 2021. And the cart for this membership closes April 30th, 2021. So right now, go click the link either in your show notes or go, or go to psychology.com slash communication hyphen solutions. So that's psychology and that's ember, E-M-B-E-R, relationshippsychology.com slash communication hyphen solutions. I have done eight years of university, countless hours of continuing education. I've delivered over 150 professional group presentations, and I have done years of meticulous study in the relationship research. And now I approach my second marriage with all of this knowledge front of mind. I didn't do it in my first marriage, and well, that's why I'm now on my second marriage. (laughs) I want to show you how to have great relationships without having to do all the learning I've done. That's why I'm trying to make it easier for you. So again, just go to www.emberrelationshippsychology.com slash communication hyphen solutions so that you can get the tools to improve your communication like way faster than me with communication solutions. 
All right, in this episode, we covered three ways to improve your communication fast. The first thing we talked about was making time for friendship. The second thing was intentionally tuning into your partner's channel. And the third thing was making a commitment to peace. Also, side note, I posted a reel this morning about two overlooked factors that get in the way of effective communication, and I wanted to share those with you. They are one, lack of sleep, two, hunger. Yeah. So if you took an intro psychology class in high school or university, well, if you took it or if you didn't, Maslow has this thing called a hierarchy of needs. At the bottom of the hierarchy of needs is your physiological needs, your basic needs. So just remember this, if your basic needs are not met, your communication will struggle because your brain and body don't have the fuel they need to work properly. So even before you try to go do any of the strategies in this podcast, sleep and eat. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you soon. I hope you have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couples therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.